everybody. What is going on? You know what time it is. You're listening to Join the Journey podcast with your host, Emma Daughter. Thanks for joining us. Hey, this is Shane Rash again, filling in for Emma while she is on her way or hopefully by this point has landed in Israel. Really excited for her. And today we're looking at Exodus chapter 13. Now, hopefully you've had a chance to read the chapter, but uh, if not, we'll fill you in a little bit. But if you have read it, you might notice that this feels a little anticlimactic. Rather than picking up the story right as the Israelites are exiting Egypt, God starts to describe several things that Israel is supposed to observe in remembrance of this event. And this makes more sense when we remember that Exodus isn't just a historical account. Uh, It's a theological historical account. And it's written to the Israelites as they're wandering around in the desert. And so, yeah, it would be similar to telling the story of America's founding and interrupting that story of the Declaration of Independence being signed to explain why Americans today set off fireworks on the 4th of July. So what are these observances or these commands that God is giving and what do they represent? Well, the first one is the consecration of the firstborn. He begins by reminding the Israelites that their firstborn belonged to him. While their lives were spared that night in Egypt, this was really only possible through God's provision and his protection. And from this point forward, Israel is to offer sacrifices to God in order to consecrate or sanctify their firstborn child. And what's crazy is even about 1,400 years later, this is exactly what Mary and Joseph do for Jesus. And so it's something that really did last through Israel's existence. And, you know, for myself, I'm the father of a little girl, and we do have one on the way, and I just see how special and important uh, children are, and especially that firstborn. You know, even with all the advances in medical technology, it is an absolute miracle every time a child is born. And there's really something unique about your first. That's the time where you go from uh, being a couple to having a child. And when you consecrate them to the Lord, and when you have to sacrifice an animal in their place, this is a way that those parents are reminded that they are stewards of the children God has given. He is the one who knits us together in our mother's womb. He's the one who gives life. And it's especially important to the Israelites because they are holding on to this promise that they are going to become a great nation, that they would outnumber the stars and the sky. And that can only happen through God giving life and power through childbirth. In a similar way, the Israelites were also to sacrifice the firstborn lives of all their animals too. And can you imagine how crazy and inefficient and scary that would be? Most of us, uh, I'm assuming, do not have much experience in ranching. But as you can imagine, to lose the firstborn of every animal, that's got to cost so much in time and energy and money. And this was their livelihood. But what that act did was it reminded them that it was God who brought the blessing and brought the wealth. The next thing that God asked the Israelites to observe was the Passover meal and the eating of unleavened bread for the week that leads up to it. And so for a week straight, you eat flatbread. You know, as I read this, I'm reminded that um, when I first met my community group here at Watermark, I made homemade flatbread. It was during COVID and everybody was baking at the time, it seems like. And I made uh, some flatbread for my group. And one of the wives in the group affectionately said down the table, this is the worst pancake I've ever had. And I remember that was offensive. Uh, We had just met. But beyond that, uh, there's a reason that we add yeast 
that is the better way to make bread for sure. And as these kids are eating this bread all week long and they're asking their parents, hey, why are you making me eat this? Where's the good stuff? Where's the yeast? What that does is it demands a question, demands an answer from those parents to explain to them what God had done for them. And this really reveals the reason for God creating these observances. It's the reason he commanded them to do certain things and eat certain meals. It's one word, remember. God cares deeply about his people remembering the great things he's done for them. Why? We're prone to forget. You know, one way of thinking about sin is even just that it's us forgetting that God is good, that his word is true and his ways are right. Now, while we no longer celebrate the Passover meal or we don't consecrate our firstborn, this is just because we have experienced a greater exodus. We weren't slaves to Egypt, but we were slaves to sin. God redeemed us not through the death of our enemy's children, but through the death of his own child. And we don't remember that event with bitter herbs or or a lamb that we slaughter and then eat. We remember it by taking the elements. Remember by taking the bread and the wine, the body of Christ broken for us and his blood shed for us. You know, as we're approaching Good Friday, it just makes me think of how beautiful and amazing that day is when we get to come together and share communion. And we remember that last Passover meal that Christ and his disciples shared. Just as a plug there, you know, at Watermark, we're having a service for Good Friday at noon. I really hope you can join us uh, and get to remember the good thing that God has done for us by sending his son to die in our place. The Israelites were commanded to remember through certain activities and certain meals, and so are we. And this is our chance to get to do that. It is so important that we remember So, this is we're wrapping our time up. What great and mighty things has God done for you that you may have forgotten? Remember when God opened your eyes, you came to believe in Christ for the first time. Remember when he brought you through that impossible situation. Remember the people he put in your life to draw you into freedom and out of slavery. God calls his people to remember. And that's all the time that we have for today. But as we wrap up, just want to remind you of the social media contest. Let us know you're on the journey by sharing on social media and tagging Watermark Church. And if you're like me and you're not on social media, you can send your submissions to jointhejourney at watermark.org. And as always, I'm so glad we're on this journey of reading the Bible together. Hey, we want to thank you for listening and we hope you enjoyed the episode. Did you know that you can help support Join the Journey by rating and reviewing this podcast? And if you're willing, we'd love it if you subscribe, because the more you download, the easier it will be for new friends to find the podcast.